if you just could please introduce yourselves and what you guys do. We appreciate you. I am Enrique, Enrique Cabeza. I'm the creative director and art director of Blasphemous 2 and 1. And I'm David Rosa. I'm the producer for Blasphemous 2. First of all, thank you for having us here today with you guys to check out Blasphemous 2. It is an honor. Cameron, how are you feeling today, sir? Excited to try some games. <laughs> so, um, just to follow up on the question, um, so just as a whole for Blasphemous, what was the kind of inspiration? Like, like I said, initially I could feel the Dark Souls inspiration to it, but I, there's so much more to it, if you would care. Yeah, we wanted to make a dark fantasy game. So there, is, there are a lot of dark fantasy games out there. So we wanted uh, it to be more unique. So we got inspiration from our, our southern Spanish culture. So we got uh, things from, from art, from music, from, from flamenco music, from our own writers, our own history. And we mix all together to create uh, a, a more unique and a more personal and honest uh, theme for, for the game. That's, I, I'm, I'm, thank you for explaining that, because <laughs> I had no idea. Because as far as, like you said, dark fantasy-wise, there's so many different inspirations behind it, and we'll see things between Dark Souls, stuff like Berserk, just anything gritty, dark, medieval, you know, we see it. But definitely Blasphemous feels like it has a different, just a different theme to it, and so thank you for the context on it. Um, what are some new features that might be seen in Blasphemous 2 as compared? I think the most uh, feature that the, the, the feature that define really define the sequel is that, that now players can use three weapons instead of one, so they can be way more expressive, way more creative in combat. They do many many more things. Uh, the, the the play progression ca can be more um, expansive and. Also, one of the main things is, is like a, every weapon has uh, special abilities that helps players to, to reach new areas okay. uh, uh, for this Metroidvania game. Yeah. So uh, also the combination of this weapon because players can be, can switch uh, the, between the weapons in an instant with a button. So not only for combat but also. Combinating these abilities at the right moment. Okay, the traversal and everything as yeah, well. Yeah, can be okay. traversal and they can be very creative uh, with the combination of weapons to reach uh, areas or solve some puzzles. So I think this that, that one of the things that really define this game. For sure. So as somebody who's just recently just finished up Final Fantasy 16, and so. Combat-wise, like exactly what you're saying, as far as switching between weapons and everything with a single button push, right now I'm like, okay, good. That feels very familiar, nice, quick, and easy to switch up. Um, the fact that you can combine the abilities for traversal, that just feels like it's just opening up, like there's not exactly really a right answer. It's whatever the choices you're able to, and if it works, it works. So, Thank you. We appreciate experimentation. Um, so you said that you guys pretty much started this one from scratch and just starting a new project. So what what led to that exactly? <laughs> well, as Enrique was saying, we wanted to explore different uh, a, a different ways of playing the game with these three new weapons and the, the 
different abilities that are associated with the weapons. And this was something that we found uh, was going to be really, really hard to do with the old code base because Blast mm -hmm. uh, 1 was made by a small team on a really tight schedule uh, and budget. So uh, we couldn't build what we needed or what we wanted mm -hmm. for the sequel. So after some thinking about that, well, we decided that the best decision was to start from scratch, knowing uh, how to solve many of the things that we knew players weren't really happy about mm -hmm. with the first game, when the game was uh, released, the first version of it. Oh, the controls weren't as tight and as good as as we would have liked. Uh, that improved with the three DLCs. Uh, the first DLC was a quality of life, had a, a really good quality of life improvement with the controls. But well, we knew that we could go even farther with that. Uh, so yeah, the decision was made and we started from scratch with all the things that we learned. And I think that the results were good enough and that it was worth it. How are you feeling about it right now, Cameron? <laughs> Other than the fact that I'm not good. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I can tell him a hint. Uh, he's no, been, his, his recent has been on Dead Cells, so he's been dealing with okay. punishments and everything himself. So no, if, if he's going to suffer, he's going to suffer. <laughs> So, what has um, <laughs> what has the development life cycle been on Blasphemous 2 as compared? Well, the development of Blasphemous 2 started right in the middle of the pandemic. So, we had to develop uh, DLC 2 and 3 and start working on Blasphemous 2 uh, mid-March 2020. So, uh, the development was was not easy because uh, we were used to work in the office together. Mm -hmm. Developing games is something that requires uh, the team to be together and to, to, to have this feeling for the game yeah. and, to, and to share the experience of playing the game yeah. in, uh, inside. So uh, it was a real challenge for us to do this working from home. But I think that the passion and the, the uh, for, for the game and the dedication and love that we have for the project led to a good uh, to, a, to a good result. I think we came back to the office late 21, was it? Late mm. 21, we got back to the office. I don't remember. <laughs> it's time. The, the time skip's been weird. Yes. The time just kind of moved, I guess. Yes. Yes. Um, and yes, well, the development was pretty different from the first one. So are you guys still working remotely at this point or are you back to the office? Part of the team is working remotely. Uh, one thing that not many people know is that the whole animation team is working from home because they are not from Seville, for the, for, from the city that uh, where the office is. So they are uh, in different places in Spain. And it works. And there's no reason for to, for some people to work from home if they if they decide to. So some people just stay at home and come to the office a couple of days mm -hmm. every week. Or some of us are always in the office 
because we well we, we, we like we yeah. like being there and sharing the the, the process. So well, basically, we are open to to any preferences. As long as everything's working out and communication is good, I think that's the biggest thing for the project to come together. Oh, it's all good. To be able to dodge those. Thank you. Now, um, as far as its imminent release, what what are you most proud of the game so far? Sorry, can you say again? That's it. So, and I was uh, bringing to both of you personally. What are, what are you guys most proud of so far with? from one to two and the experience you guys have gained? I think the most proud thing I say is, is uh, the, the improvement we did to, for the controls, to the flow of the character, to, to see the... Uh, right, sorry. sorry. To make it more comfortable to play uh, in platformer-wide uh, uh, related and combat-related. It's more uh, comfortable, it's more... Flow. More fluid, yeah. yeah. The it's feeling like, is uh, much greater. Yeah. yeah, the feeling in general is one of the things that we put a lot of effort. Game feel is important. We like we like game feel because at the end of the day, we c we could play games and if they're cool and everything, yeah. But if it kind of feels a little, you know. But by based off of everything you guys have been saying, just the player feedback that you guys have taken from the first game and. We already know that you guys improved as you guys were making the DLC and everything too. So, seeing it just come to fruition and um, remind me again, when is the release date for Blastmist? It's August the 24th. August 24th. Look, looking forward to it. I don't know. We are very excited to see how people respond and if the community, the Blasphemous fans, like it. We are very excited to see their their comments and the. The, uh, gameplay in YouTube and everything, and <laughs> to see people yeah, if they are excited as we are. We have been developing the game for three years, and we have been looking at the game so close that sometimes we lost per perspective. And now that we are showing the game to journalists, to some influencers, um, we are seeing the response and how. They see the the game with new eyes. Um, we are we are really eager for all players and fans to play it and, and see what's the general reaction. Excited! Oh oh oh! And and with that, Cameron has also been it. Cameron, final word, sir. Um, yeah, I actually have another couple of questions for you guys. I'll switch with you. Um, so. First question, um, I just wanted to know, um, did you guys expect um, the amount of success and feedback that you got from the first game? Um, I know that, you know, Blasphemous is highly considered um, sort of up there in, in the Souls-like genre outside of the actual FromSoft titles. Blasphemous is the one game that's mentioned a lot. Did you guys expect that amount of reception and the kind of reception that you got from the first game? Yeah, we, we can uh, wish that <laughs> to happen. Uh, you never know. We are really fo focusing on, on the game itself. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, um, a matter to, to wonder uh, if that is going to happen, really. Uh, yeah, we, we wish that everybody is happy with the, the, the fans. Um, we, we are doing this for them. So, yeah, we, we not, not, not say expect... But we wish that, that they like it and they enjoy it. 
I think you were asking about the first game. Uh, yes, from, from, from the first game, um, did you sort of expect the, rece the great reception that you got in the past? No, it's okay. <laughs> no, we, when this is our first, uh, how you say, Platforms uh, 1 was the first platformer we did. So we didn't really know what was going to happen because, you know, we wanted the game to be unique with this weird <laughs> mind protagonist. And we were so focusing on the development and when you are uh, focused on the work like for three years, um, you don't really know what is going to happen. You, didn't, you, uh, you lose your own criteria, your own... Uh, I, I don't know how to express it. Um, you really don't know what is going to happen. So, so it was um, amazing when, how people respond to, to this game, to this weird game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, it's, it's uh, you know, taking a risk like that of, you know, it's a risk, right? Yeah, but when you are uh, at working in a very small team with no much resources, yeah, you have to, to, be, to do a, a bold move, like a, to be risky and... and and having a space in this a world where a lot of games are coming out, a lot of games that are amazing are coming out, in how people we find your game in a huge catalog of, of games and say, hey, I'm going to play this, and why they are, are going to play this. So we wanted to, to say, hey, we are here, and we are special because of this and because of that. So yeah, we, we were amazed how people react to this game. So you mentioned that on the first game the, the team size was fairly small. Has the team size increased going into the second game now? Yeah, it, it increased. And we have um, a lot of collaboration. For example, uh, the, the, a company, that, uh, the animation studio that did the amazing cutscene for, oh, for this game. I saw the first one and I'm like, oh, well, that was one thing that I, I noticed. And I was like, wow, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, um, we have... We had the resources, resources. They are Sunshine Animation Studios from Madrid. Yeah, it's a Spanish uh, studio. <laughs> and we, ha we could have the resources for collaborating with them to, to be able to, to hire them because we love their work. They work in the last trailer, the animated trailer. We were very happy about it. It's, so we wanted to, to work with them again. So these kind of things, we have, we have the, the resources to, to be able to collaborate with many other artists, many musicians for the actual flamenco musicians for creating la, la, the soundtrack. And yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful to be able to work with so many people. And the, the, the team, the, the, uh, the team itself grew from, I think you were seven people for Blasphemous One? Yeah. The, the, the first uh, team was three people. Well, oh, yeah. wow. The starting <laughs> so team, yeah. We did a, the Kickstarter campaign. And when the Kickstarter campaign ended, we were more, <laughs> we, we got at, until uh, 15 people in for Blasphemous One. I don't know. I know uh, that I was employee number 11. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the team grew to 20-ish, 22, 23. Yeah, the, the thing is 21 persons with two, three freelancers, freelancers that go and 
come and go. So I think the challenge with, with this kind of game, right, is keeping um, the game challenging um, while still making um, it fun, right? You, you can play a game that could be too challenging um, and it's not enjoyable to play anymore. How do you find that balance between being challenging but still being sort of fun and fair, exactly? <laughs> that is super tricky. It's, it's really um, hard, really, really hard. you are developing the game, uh, you have the feeling that the game itself is telling you what to do, how to balance this and that. But we uh, could count with the help with friends and family, and we did the playtesting sessions. And we see, we watch the players uh, playing the game, and we uh, tweak here and there, like non-stop for months, to be able to ha have a more final uh, balance. But you never know. It's, it's a matter of see more people playing, and, and you can change maybe in the future <laughs> some we some are, things. We have been playing for so long the game uh, we are so used to what to do how to do it right. the game is yeah, in here and then suddenly yes. one day you you organize a playtesting session with right. people who has never played the game right. and then you start noticing oh they think that this is for right. this or that they should do this other thing maybe we are not explaining it really well we should change this and I think that we made many changes based yeah, on many. the reaction of players or, or the reaction of playtesters. Uh, it's really valuable for us um, we think all of that made the game the much better. <laughs> <laughs> you will see. You can, you okay. will see I'm like one out of 33 random floating babies. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I know uh, for the first game there were a few additions that came out. I think you guys might have pressed an addition through like limited run or something, and then a, a, I, I picked up um, an addition from Spain, like a collector's edition from Spain. Um, do you have any partnerships in terms of distribution for this second game? Is it going to get a, 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 a big store release? What's what's the plan? That's something for Rebecca. Yeah, who is the publisher will have you. Okay. Or uh, are, uh, and and they, they answer uh, so accurately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. We're, we're both um, physical collectors. We like physical media, and so. <laughs> yeah, there is a um, physical oh, okay. physical uh, standard edition. Okay. Awesome. All right. I think that was my last question. Um, so we'll we'll sort of enjoy the rest of the game. Thank you both for your questions. And if anything more comes up, then we'll we'll make sure to ask. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much.